Welcome, 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 everybody. Shoots and Ladders, episode two. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. And we are here. What week are we in, Jen? We are in the second week of January 1993. And what are we covering? We are covering a Superstars episode and a Monday Night Raw episode. Monday Night Raw. I don't recall in the past year or so that we've been watching stuff. Have we watched Monday Night Raw before? Uh, in life, yes. For this <sighs> podcast, no. Why? You're asking me a lot of questions here. I mean, I'm putting you on the spot, but the answer should be because it's the first it's one. It's the first one! I know, you're very excited. You've probably watched this way too many times <sighs> to discuss. Um, I've, yeah, I've watched a lot now. Well, as we're doing, give me a breakdown. Give me a summary, a summation, well, if you will. Okay, so we're going to start with the superstars because it's first and also... Let's get it out of the way. Okay, so the Superstars episode um, premieres on January 9th. We start with Kamala versus Todd Becker. And the whole point of this match is basically just to show how poorly Kimchi and Whippleman are treating Kamala. And then Reverend Slick comes he's out. A man. And we start. He's uh, a man. Yeah. Uh, he, he's not an animal. He's a man. He's a man chant. Um, which, you know, it's true. He is a man. And then we have a match with... The Steiner Brothers is the first time we're seeing the Steiner Brothers in the World Wrestling Federation on TV. And they're the Steiner Brothers, Big Papa Pump, you know? And then um, we get Lance Cassidy versus George Petrovsky. Lance Cassidy. Mm-hmm. And then um, we get an Undertaker sighting with Paul Bear, of course, versus Scott Zappa, R.I.P. Mm. Scott Zappa. Yep, he got body bagged. And then last, and, uh... Not least is Bam Bam Bigelow versus Red Tyler. Do you have anything you want to say about Red Tyler? Yeah, I'm gonna interrupt you here for a second, even though you threw the floor to me. Red Tyler is red as fuck. That dude <laughs> is like an orange. He's like a Trump orange. Yeah, like the thing about him is that he's a redhead, which is great. You know, whatever we right. we like redheads. Um, but he's also fake tan. Mm-hmm. On top of having mm-hmm. a plume of orange chest hair, That's he what is I'm a saying. fake he's red tan. as fuck. The guy is red as red. He's Tyler, really red as fuck. He's really going for the name. We also have some promos. Um, we have Bret Hart promo. There's a little bit of a doink interview. There's some promos with Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, and um, they re-show Razor Ramon attacking Owen Hart. All this stuff they're gonna cover on Raw. So. Well, let's let's stop right there. Yeah, that's superstars. Superstar. Anything groundbreaking, monumental, removing our uh, our uh, detective wand anywhere with the the future. I didn't really notice anything. <clears throat> ladder um, climbing. Who the, climbed a ladder this week? The most commentary and stuff I noticed was just banter between King and Macho Man, and basically True. just you know the, talking about how they're both going to be in the Royal Rumble. Uh, what's his name? Finally, okay, Jack Tony. Finally, you know said that King could be loud in. Yay. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I didn't really notice anything too crazy. I was more excited about this Raw. I didn't either. I didn't really, and that's why I want to kind of put a put a bone it, you the, know? It's the premiere of the Steiner Brothers. That's the first time. We, it's, it's their debut, if True. you will. So that's the first, that's really the only thing. So in the past couple months, we've gotten now, you know, some from some of our major players here in the next few years and stuff. So we got the Steiner Brothers now. We got Razor Ramon now, and he's already in a main event match. I mean... Uh, Kamala's about to make a turn, right? He's a man. He is a man. He's no longer, uh, you know, getting destroyed by the Undertaker. We're trying to help him. Other than that, we're really we're in this nebulous spot where 
we're building to the Royal Rumble. That's all this really is, reminding you kids, hey, there is a Royal Rumble coming. Um, contact your cable company now. Do not delay. And also, Monday nights. Let's check it out. Give He's me a rundown also, of the first Raw, unless you got something else you want to We're add. also starting um, WWF Mania, which is on Saturday mornings. So that what time was Superstars on? I feel like that was also on Saturday morning. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I don't sense. remember. I think it was on in the mornings, but I think it moved. I, I don't know. Tan- I ha- we have to look into that. Tangentially, as 90s kids, like, what was your Saturday morning? Because mine was like, I'd wake up like 7, 7.30, start playing with my toys, but also watch like cartoons, right? Like, I didn't watch wrestling on Saturday morning. I, did, I think I did at this point. Cause but I was, I was like, muscle I two years media. older than you. Um, True. So I was like 11. Um... And at this point, I was probably watching. I, I Saturday mornings was wrestling and Say by the Bell. That's okay. what I would watch on Saturday mornings. Fair, fair. Because I was. But I like... wasn't really a big cartoon guy, especially not at eleven, like at age eleven. Yeah, I was nine, so I mean, I was more like. The only cartoon I really remember watching Saturday mornings was Ghostbusters. X Men '92 is what I used to yeah, watch. Yeah, no, I like X Men. I remember the Ghostbusters, but it, yeah. you know whatever was on the syndication. But I remember watching cartoons and stuff. I'm just thinking like I didn't watch wrestling. I just didn't. Not at that point. Like with the mania thing, they're really angling towards children waking their parents up on Saturday morning and watching it. That's why I'm like, when was Superstars? I think if I was around, I'd watch it, but I don't think I prioritize it like I did Monday Night Raw. Things were so... When I think of the 90s, and again, a little tangential, we have the other podcast too, but when I think of the 90s, it just I always think of the TV guide. The most important thing that I ever got was the TV guide because I would just comb through it to be like... When am I off and what are the shows that I want to watch? Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like that's the only outlet you had to see into the future. Mm-hmm. Where you'd be like, oh, this is supposed to be on here. Because I just remember I used to watch silly sci-fi shows like Star Trek and Babylon 5, all these other things. And like those things would just be on different times. They would like move it. So you'd be like, it's on Saturday or it's on Sunday or it's on this or it's on that. So you wouldn't even know. And like this with Mania, it's like that was on Saturday morning. But I feel like Superstars is on Saturday morning too. So I'm just confused. Because I do feel like I watched it Saturday mornings at my, my grandparents' house. Maybe a year later, two years later. So I'm just confused. Yeah, I'm very was, confused. There was wrestling the whole... on all weekend. Like, there was a lot of wrestling programming on. Well, yeah. Wrestling basically dominated Saturday to Because then, then there was Challenge, and that was on Sunday. And then there was eventually going to be Sunday Night Heat. And, and there's also All-America. Yeah, so there's like a lot in the Sunday Night Heat, right? There's a lot of mm-hmm. re- at this point, too. A lot of, you know. Anyway. Um, let's get into the first Monday Night Raw. Okay, do you want to You want to put a, put a pin in the superstars and say, we've superstarred it? We're, it's it's been souped. Not really I much start. has been not, not much has been done, right? We're not moving any needles. No. We're not going anywhere. I'm not. Give me the breakdown of Monday Night Raw. Who's okay. in the booth? So Where are we at? Well, okay, okay, calm, calm down. Shot out of a cannon. What is that? You're Doink like the f- clown. I'm gonna start shooting you. Is this your fourth cup of coffee? Excuse me. We're not counting cups. Okay. And so it's your fifth. Uh, um. Okay. Get it. So we're greeted by Sean Mooney. On the city streets of New York, and he's welcoming you to the first ever Monday Night Raw. Monday and it's Raw. exciting. The intro is, oh my god, it's so early 90s, but it's, you know, it, it's just, it, it's a fun intro, right? It doesn't really seem, like, the music seems a little bit more like, I don't know, like it would be Law and Order or something. I, I, but anywho, anywho, it's exciting. We're excited. We get interrupted by Bobby Heenan, who is trying to go inside. He's trying to announce this particular episode on Monday Night Raw. And he's not being allowed in because he's been replaced by Rob Bartlett. Rob Bartlett. Comedian Rob Bartlett from, uh, I guess he's on Don Imus in the morning. And um, comedian Rob Bartlett. Yeah, he's a great fit. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> he, really, he really brings... 
you know, I'm going to stop you here. He really brings the, um, he really brings the, I guess the best way to say it is, uh, you and your friends, you're like between nine and 11. Okay. It's a SummerSlam. Maybe it's like a 94, 95 SummerSlam. There's a Bigfoot pizza there, right? So it's like a fucking yard long pizza that's shitty from Pizza Hut and you have the SummerSlam on and he's the older brother that's like 18. That does not like wrestling. Who's just like, yeah. this is silly. This is fake. Making terrible jokes at people. That's Rob Bartlett. Yeah. That's the energy he's bringing to this because Vince and Macho Man are bringing, this is our business. This is our lifestyle energy. Yeah. So yeah, he's accompanied by Vince and Mach and Rob Bartlett. Okay. <clears throat> we start with some Cocoa Beware. Beware. Comes out, flapping like a bird. He's flapping. The Pirate Man. He walks the two feet down the aisle because the Manhattan Center is the size of our house. It is so small. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I love the energy. I love all the people. Ah, love it. Okay. And then um, Rob Bart- Bartlett says, what happened to Gary Coleman? When Coco Beware comes out. And I just... It starts right off the bat with the bullshit comments. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Then we get Yokozuna coming out. Um, well, wait. Is... It is raw. It is uncut, and it is uncut. Well, we didn't get there yet. Okay, my okay. bad. Yeah, I mean, I have I have very extensive notes. Okay, my bad. My fault. I'll let you go. Go run it. <laughs> Yokozuna comes to the ring. He does his geisha girl thing. He's got the flowers and the things and the bows. He's announced at five hundred and five pounds. And remember that because in a couple years he's going to he gets up to like seven thirty or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's still two hundred pounds lighter than he will be. And he's 505 pounds. Um, but he's fast, you know. And then there's a lot of racist and weird weight-related comments. And it's very cringeworthy. Um, thanks, Rob Bartlett. Coco keeps trying to knock him down, doing, like, little... Like, just running at him and doing clotheslines and drop kicks. And you can't knock him down. Gets bonsai dropped. And uh, R.I.P. Coco beware. Then we get the uncut, uncooked uncensored, hey, look, there's a ring girl. This is real. We have ring girls. Um, then we get the Narcissist promo. The Narcissist. Bobby Narcissus. Heenan coming at Mr. Perfect um, about how much better Narcissus is, and he's going to be unveiled at the Royal Rumble. This promo was also on Superstars. Um, they're just showing it again. Keeping it classy. Yep. Then we get Steiner Brothers versus dun, the Executioners. Dun, 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 dun. Executioners, FYI, Dwayne Gill, Barry Hardy. Boom, now you know. Dwayne Gill, hardcore Gale. legend. Yep. So, the Steiner brothers, um, they are just brutes. They're so big. They're so big. They're so, they're big. so big. And they're like, I mean, Rick Steiner's rough. Like, he's, yeah. Yeah. Then we get Sean Mooney outside again, and there is a lady causing a ruckus, and that lady is also Bobby Heenan trying Bobby to get brain. in. Bobby the Brain. Yep. Then we get an in-ring interview with none other than Razor Ramon wearing... The best shirt he's ever I worn. I love that shirt. That that razor. I bet you if you could find that shirt somewhere, like that shirt is probably at one of these you know secondhand thrift stores for like seven hundred dollars. <sighs> it is the most nineties. It is shirt. every single color. Yes, it, it is, is so literally 90s. every color. It is wonderful. Um, yeah, they replay the thing with him attacking Owen Hart again. I said Owen, Owen Hart. Owen. <laughs> um, then he throws a toothpick at Vince McMahon's face, and you know that had to have been fun to get to throw a toothpick in your boss's face. Um. The announcer, though. He's the announcer. Then we get a... Th- oh, yeah. Then we get a advertif, if you would. Adver- advertisement for Headlock on Hunger. Headlock on Hunger. Um, the Somalia Relief Fund. Do you remember that? Do you remember? I do. I, I vaguely remember Somalia. I remember that, and I remember, like... 
it all jumbles together because I also remember the eighty stuff too. Like like not necessarily Live Aid, but I remember all of that kind of like we yeah. are the world, we are the future. We gotta feed everybody. Yeah, feed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. I remember that the feeding of the peeps. Yeah. So there's like a Headlock on Hunger show, and I don't think we can access it, and that's sad because there's some matches on there that I would like to see. But anywho, Max Moon coming out with fireworks and. Sparklers. A firework. Don't say fireworks. A single work of fire. He's got sparklers. He does have sparklers. Um, it was a nice. the Intercontinental 90s. Championship versus Shawn Michaels. Um, Rob Bartlett makes a comment about WWF's version of the Amy Fisher story, mm-hmm. featuring Sensational Sherry, Bobby Heenan, and Vince McMahon. Then we get an uncensored, uncut, uncooked jumble of them trying to say. Well, remember because he's trying to say that female Bobby Heenan. Is oh yeah, because Mary Jo Butterfield. Oh no, yeah. No, 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 no. Doesn't land. Doesn't land then. Doesn't land now. Then he, um, Vince makes a comment about how Jack Tunney has attempted to pardon Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. In which case, Macho Man says that he's unjustly put in jail. But I don't know what stance Macho Man has to say such things. Maybe he's just scared of uh, Mike Tyson. I don't. Know. I don't it's very strange. The, the, the whole, whole thing is strange. And then Rob Bartlett continues to talk like Mike Tyson for the rest of the match for maybe six or seven minutes. There's a lot that goes it on. Stop. That doesn't. It's very time capsule because you're like, I, I guess somewhere somehow someone thought that this would be okay. That's really all I could say. Mm-hmm. It would be a thing that if it wasn't the first one, I would be like, maybe we want to like uh, cut this, but they don't care. Yeah. And WWF. it actually, for me, makes it fun because I'm like, what What even happened in 1993? I don't know. But we're talking like Mike Tyson the entire time. He makes some weird, like, he makes some weird comment. At one point, Shawn Michaels looks at the camera and says, this face breaks a lot of homes up or something. Homes and hearts. Homes hearts and, and hearts. homes. Yeah. And Rob Bartlett says, as Mike Tyson, the face makes me break wind. And it's just, he says things that don't make any sense. Um, yeah, it's a lot. Max Moon, at some point, does uh, what you call the cock goblet move. Yes. Where Sean's outside, and he attacks him with his crotch and yeah. knocks him down. It was a cock goblet. He, like, cock gobbled on him. So this is the longest match of the night. By far, the best match of the night. It has a lot of, uh, you know, action it's fun. There's Mike Tyson. We talked about uh, things. And uh, side note, I do like the light blue icy strap. Mm-hmm. Then we get a WWF Mania commercial where children are jumping on their parents to get out of bed because they can't turn on the TV themselves and watch Mania alone. So get up like it's Christmas morning to put the TV on. Yeah, like, let those parents just sleep in. It is like Christmas morning. Yeah, turn on the fucking wrestling when they're not looking. Come on. Then we get a Royal Rumble report. Okay. Brought to you by iCoPro. Well, iCoPro is also prominently on the promenade. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's, it's, everywhere. It seems to be the only sponsor. If if I didn't know enough as a child um, what sponsorships were and things like that, I would think that iCoPro was like Coca-Cola, right? Because I'm used to seeing like a sporting event and then you see like Coca-Cola in the rafters, Pepsi, and it's like there's just iCoPro. But obviously I didn't know that it was also owned by the man that owns the wrestling. Yeah. So a little bit of a yeah one-two punch there. Yeah, well, I, I, I had no idea either. Um, we have an announcement that there will be a Shawn Michaels-Marty Jannetty Intercontinental Championship match where Sensational Sherry will be at ringside. We just don't know where. Then they each have a promo at each other. Marty Jannetty is naming January 24th Marty Jannetty Day. Love it. Um, then we get a rundown of some of the superstars that are going to be in the Royal Rumble, including Ric Flair, Tatanka, IRS, Bob Backlund, Jerry the King Lawler, Mr. Perfect... He gets a promo. 
Um, a bunch of other fellas. Yokozuna also gets a promo, and uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan gets a promo with his 2x4, and he says he's he might not win, but he's going to try his best, and I just think that is the least convincing promo I've ever seen in my but life. It's a vibe in order, in order to be like, I'm not going to win, it, but I'm going to try. Yeah, like, like, okay. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, we get uh, an announcement of Bret Hart, Razor Ramon for the title, which we already know, but um, there it is. Then Bobby Heenan in the most cringeworthy moment of the night, dressed like an Orthodox Jew with a terrible accent, trying to get into the building. Well, he's Rob Bartlett's uh, uncle, right? Trying to help he Rob. He's Rob Bartlett's uncle. He calls him a bagel mm-hmm. boy or something. And then there's a woman in the background that is just making this crazy, disgusted face. She's working on an Emmy. Um, then we get a flashback of Kamala from Superstars. We've already talked about that. And then we get Damian Demento and Undertaker. The... It's not a very compelling match. It's just two evil entities, you know, coming at each other. Well, the tombstone at the end is sloppy. And then next week we get a steel cage match uh, with Woody Allen and Mia Farrow. That's announced. Also, just the, 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 the time capsuleness, you know, exploding everywhere. Then we get an in-ring interview with Doink. He's confronted by Crush. And it ends ceremoniously with Bobby Heenan finally being allowed in the building as Raw ends. And that's what I got for you on Monday Night Raw. Scale of 1 to 10. Pilot episode. Of things you've seen. I would give it a solid 6. Like, I feel like they're moving forward. They have some good things. Yeah, we, I'm going to give it an 8. We do know there's some things that aren't great. I'm giving it an 8. I mean, it's cringeworthy, some of the things, but that's this whole thing. That's going to happen every week. Um, It's the first thing we've seen that's just like weekly programming where every single match is people that you know there's no jobber matches there's no squash match. i mean you know who's gonna win every match it's clear who they're showcasing like i not for one second thought max moon was gonna walk out with that belt but um they're good matches you know like com- comparatively to what we've been seeing well and, and i know we were talking about it and it's like when you're watching the superstars and that's all we had last year and now we're moving into a different era here but when you have that this has more of that, like, you know, since they're filming just an hour or whatever they're filming, they have to put things on that will compel you to come back. So, again, you the crowd, I know who Coco Beware is. You know who he is. Like, you know, if you casually watch, you know who he is, right? You've seen him. So he gets, you know, he's the jobber for Yokozuna, right? Because you're giving him the push. Same thing with Damien Demento. I know who he is. I've seen him squash jobbers before. So it's it's fun in a sense, like you said. Now we're getting really into a land of those random jobber matches don't exist. Or if you don't know who the jobber is in the match, it could be you, right? Yeah, if yeah. you don't if you don't know uh, Repo Man anymore, that you are the guy that's gonna get <laughs> squashed by whomever. Like it could be you, because they there was last year just Repo Man spotlights. There was you know Skinner spotlights, and we love them, and and obviously they're tangentially involved. Um, significantly with storylines and lots of stuff behind the scenes. But if you don't know who it is, like, it's you this time. Right. You right, know, right. it's you. Well, I do have a fun fact for you about Max Moon. Go. Um, you know, apparently, Vince loved this character so much. He's originally played by Conan, like a wrestler named Conan. And then he's kind of like flaky, kind of like whatever, doesn't show up to a lot of events. So then he's replaced... By another wrestler who is also Kato um, by the name of Paul Diamond. So, like, Vince McMahon wants 
Max Moon to work out so bad that he has an alternate Max Moon. Like, he said, this guy's not working, we're gonna have to do this guy. Like, that's how much he was dedicated to this character of Max Moon. I mean, that's the Vince McMahon way, though. He's he's always gonna call back, he's always gonna remember, and he's always gonna bring it out. He's like an elephant. He's never gonna forget. It will come back. If he loves something, he will push it. I know you talked about it before, but the Shawn Michaels-Max Moon match was, was kind of fun. Uh-huh. It was your showcase match, because at this point, The Undertaker outside of pay-per-views, is not really doing significantly long matches that I can recall. It's also the only match where there's really a back and forth. Like, I feel like every other match... But that's a Sean match. That's most Sean matches are going to have a back and forth because that's how he works best. He works best putting other people over. That's what he really does. Making them look really good by selling their moves really great. That's part of his lore. So it's pretty cool that you get that. I think, um, you know, outside of maybe showcasing a Bret Hart, but it's difficult because you have the pay-per-view right around the corner um, where he is going to be going against Razor Ramon, where you've lost Flair and, and Perfect and everybody else. Um, they're kind of coming back in or they're leaving. Like, outside of, you know, just dropping a Bret Hart because he has a title. Like, this is a really cool match. The Shawn Michaels match, by far the highlight of this episode that we've consumed between Superstars and Raw. Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I wrong there? Mm-mm. No. And it went 20 minutes and or 15 minutes. I mean, there was a commercial break. And that's the other thing. They're, like, I don't know if we've seen that before, where there's like a commercial break in the middle of a match. No, but Which now is we kind won't. of makes it seem a little more like realistic, right? Like, it makes it seem a little more real because how are you going to plan out the time of a match to go around commercials if it, there's any realness at all? Whatsoever? What it, what it makes not. it seem like as a, it, it does give it like a gravitas. It makes it seem, but at the same time, it's also awkward because there are no sporting events I know that cut to a commercial in the middle of the event. So it is kind of strange. It's It does both things. It creates that tension, but at the same time, it's like... But like in football, you wait until you punt it. Like in hockey, you wait until the play stops. Like there's no other sporting event at this point that's literally like, well, we're going to stop in the middle. But uh, eventually they adopt it, which is cool. Um, well, now a lot they of sports do the, have. They have the little... Picture in picture, yeah, which I think cool. is perfect. Like, yeah. give me that, because I'd rather just, you know, yeah, you can have your Campbell's Soup commercial. You know, if you're watching it, though, I'm pretty sure that, and I, I think I've noticed this in the past, but I wasn't really paying attention this time, I'm pr- like, to this specific aspect. I think that that match, when they go to commercial, it comes back at the exact point that you went away from. Like, I don't think you actually miss any of the, like, action possible i don't know i don't know i'm just I'm making, not, now yeah, i'm, I'm now i'm just making things up uh rob bartlett does tell you that during the break sean pulls a knife that's true yeah. that's true um i would say if i could change anything uh, i would go back in time and advise them that rob bartlett might not be the best choice no offense rob bartlett i know he's alive now and he's living his life he's a comedian um, he's done well for himself i just don't think that he brought the energy that maybe they were looking for it may not be the best choice but i feel like it's giving me a focus like, like oh, yeah. just listening to this guy say stupid shit is really, uh, it's entertaining in its own way. Yeah. It's going to get old, but. Well, we have till April, so we'll see how old it gets. <laughs> you could just. <laughs> the countdown. Oh. The Bartlett countdown. Right. Bringing in the countdown. Anything else you want to add? For uh, this week? I just wish I was there, you know. Wow. I love the Manhattan Center. No, like, at one of those Manhattan Center Raws. Like, those... Raws are so cool because you see the crowd and it just feels so intimate and there's so much energy and like it really, there's something different about the Manhattan Center than any other venue that you really see these Monday Night Raws or SmackDown or any of these events 
filmed that. Like, the Manhattan Center has its own feel, and I like it. I would agree. Most of the other places have that, you know, fairgrounds, whatever other, and then we're going to get into hockey arenas type feel. This is its own vibe. This, ECW vibes, all this other stuff, this is what the vibes are, where it's small, like you said, a small, intimate crowd, and you're there for the action. It's, uh, it reminds me of the first, some of the first and wrestling shows that you go to as a kid where you go to like, you know, they're in your school gym or something and you're like, oh, but that's what this is, right? That's just a little house show. It just happens to be in New York City, happens to be in the Manhattan Center, happens yeah. to be on TV. So it's Oh, cool. and Vince really wants you to know that you're in New York City. He says New York City about four or five times. We're in New York City. Did they um, give us any previews for next week outside of the steel cage match between Woody Allen and Mia Farrell? Um, good question. Did they? I don't think so. I'm just saying, I, I know, know what it's going to be because we've seen it. So Yeah, I wasn't paying attention because you know, we have the ability to watch it immediately. Yeah. So let's put a pin in Superstars and Raw for now. Let's take a look at uh, our main feuds. Anything change on our feuds? Anything change on the uh, the good old Vince, Sean, Brett circle? I mean, not really. I feel like they're all kind of just orbiting around. I don't really... Yeah, nothing yet. They're not really dealing with each other yet. I mean... Vince is still an announcer. Vince is still an announcer. Brett was not at the first Raw, which is curious because he is the champion, right? Like, it's kind of... It's not that curious, though, because I think when we were talking about it, I'm sure... Because, like, I think they showed, like, a kid in the crowd. Now, this could be the superstars that had a program with Bret Hart on it. So I would imagine they probably have Bret Hart after. This is probably so that... So they wouldn't televise him? Like, he's no, the because, champion. No, because let's say he's... See, I would imagine the way these worked. Again, I don't know 100%. Oh, I do have some things for you. I have some dark matches for you. I yeah. forgot about this. Yeah, it would be like, maybe it would be one of those. Because <laughs> I would imagine you'd have him, like, just fighting whomever. You can have him fight whoever. No, he's not there. Okay. I don't think so. All right. That I heard of. But uh, there are some dark matches that may interest you. Um, so, yeah, there's a Damien Demento crush match, apparently. Stop. So it starts with a Damien Demento match, and then it ends with a Damien Demento match. Okay. So he double Dementos. Okay. So, like, that's, and then there's a match between, Fair. I'm trying to find, I had it. Ugh, I'm so mad at myself now. Um, I did. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting 2022. Monday Night Rizzies. We don't want that. No. Boop it about. You know what the cool thing about podcasts is? You can cut this or you can keep it. You can cut this or you can keep it. Welcome to the zone. We're created. No, I don't want this ad. I want you to. Okay, thank you. Um. Um. Okay, yeah. So I'll just leave it at that because I don't... I get, there's apparently a match between two guys I've never heard of. There's the Demi Demento crush match. And I think there's like a Tatanka match too at the end. Um, That are dark. But I really thought it was interesting that they have so few people at this row that they need to use Damien Demento twice. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that Isn't means. that weird? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, again, it's, it's, it's strange. You know... We're just kind of watching and going through the motions. It's it's strange. Definitely strange, I would say. Because, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, the few events that I went were later. And for the most part, like, the champions were there. Because they just were. 
you know? And I think they all just, like, kind of traveled on the road. And when you listen to all the people talk, they're all there. So it's strange that, like, Bret Hart... Because, like, if you just... For example, and again, if he's not there, he's not there. They're not always there. But if, like, he fought against, you know, whomever. I mean, if Ric Flair's still around, you can have him fight Ric Flair. You're not going to televise any of it because you're not pushing that storyline. The only storyline that matters right now is you're pushing this Razor Ramon Bret Hart storyline. That's yeah. what you want the TV audience to see because that's what you want the TV audience to tune into at Royal Rumble. So any of the other shit doesn't matter. At least that's what I understand it to be. I don't know. Yeah. This was a quick hit. Not really a whole heck of a lot to go through this time, right? I mean... Thoughts? I like it. I enjoy it. I enjoy where the energy is going to go. Yeah, I like that it's, uh, it's, it's shifting. From... I think Raw is a lot, a lot easier to digest maybe than some of the other stuff. I think it's... Myself, yeah. I think it's the best. It's like the gold standard in silly wrestling programming. I don't say silly in a way that um, is demeaning. I say it in a way that as I'm looking at an, an uncut sheet of Monday Night Raw cards from 1996 and I see my man Mick Foley as with Mr. Sacco and a Care Bear over Vince McMahon's yeah, I'm pretty sure this body is not, this is 98. talking. This like, is 98. 98, okay. But, yeah. but we can probably we have, uh, say Deborah. that that's Deborah, she wasn't there in 96. Yeah, Stone Cold hunting with a... Yeah. Bow and arrow. I mean, the rock just being there. I mean, it's it's fun. It's just enjoyable TV. An hour of your life that you enjoy. And as a kid, you look forward to. At least me, because you know, at night, the parents would have the Roseanne's, the this, the that, and you know, some of the jokes you may get them, you may enjoy it, you may whatever if you're a sitcom fan. But this was just like it's new and then it's gone, right? Things happen and they go away. Oh, I was entertained by that Sean and Max Moon match. But that's it. It doesn't matter. That's not a full-on mm-hmm. feud forever. Yeah. So I mean, there was no thought that at Royal Rumble, Max Moon is going to face Marty. I'm excited. Royal Rumble coming. You always know that's my favorite. Up and over, not out. I have a feeling who might win this one. Yeah. No foreshadowing at all. Nope. And uh, I have a feeling this is going to be an interesting year to watch and digest. Anything else you want to add this week, Jen? I do not believe so. All right. We will be back next week. As noted, if anything... Oh, wait, wait, are we going to do who won the week? Are we still doing that? Are we just looking I mean, it's pretty clear who play? won this week. I don't think we really need to... Um, I, I think it's clear who won and who lost the week. Okay? I'm going to say the loser of the week, Rob Bartlett. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think that he's landing quite the way the audience wants. And I'm pretty sure the winner of the week, at least for me, Shawn Michaels. You got the longest amount of time on TV between these two hours, because he's also doing promos against Marty Jannetty, and he put on a really good match. If I watched that and said, okay, Shawn Michaels, I mean, he seemed to have the most time. Uh, Max Moon, unfortunately, is uh, a little forgettable, right? Even though Vince wanted to push it. What, what do you think? Oh, I would agree. Yeah. I mean, the only other person that comes a slight, 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 like a thin edge, like a razor's like edge. Like a razor's edge. Would be Razor Ramon, but again, he hasn't really uh, wrestled yet. Shirt. He's got the shirt, and he's got the the double. We're just throwing out, um, you know, him beating up Owen Hart. Like that's just going. So we keep showing that, mm-hmm. but like outside of that, like we didn't see him in the ring. So I kind of yeah, wanna... he could just be like a runner up. You know, Bobby Heenan didn't even make it into the building, so I can't really give him the winner of the week. So that's why I'm like, I'm gonna give it to Sean. He performed. It was good. And he had a lot of different promos, and you're like, okay, this is a guy like to watch. Guy, yeah, this guy's a guy This to guy's watch. something, right? He had the most TV time in that match. He's something. The Undertaker always wins in my heart. But again, it's like... That he does basically. You know who The Undertaker is. 
and we know who he is from, you know, Survivor Series. Yeah, and that was the headlining event. I'm like, this is not... Yeah, but again, when you think about it, if you're going to put an hour of content, you got to end with The Undertaker because he's always there. And the awesome part about The Undertaker throughout his career is he's always there. As he says in his own words, like he's the, in case of emergency, break glass and take the fire extinguisher. That's him. So he's there. You could always have him fight people because when he's going against Damian Demento in that match, he's so, he has such a presence. Yeah. And it's such a wild energy. That you're just like, okay. You know, I think he's a face right now, too. It's, it's he wild. is, and it's weird. It's just wild. It's yeah. fun. But that's my thoughts. Anything else? Nope. We'll be back next week, where we dive into the next week, and we rumble royally. With Jerry <laughs> the King Lawler, Macho Man, and Vince McMahon. Jen, take us out. And don't forget, Jacksaw. Jacksaw. Jacksaw Dim oh, Duggan. Oh, boy. Dim Duggan. Jacksaw Dim Duggan. Oh, take okay. us out, Jen. Oh, bye. Bye.